going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to the Turning Two Podcast. I'm your host, Jack, joined by my lovely co-host, Lorenzo, over in, where are you? Worcester? Worcester, Mass. The big Worcester, Mass. State. Coming in from Chist, south of Boston, providing you with some baseball details about the whole nation. The whole nation. We cover, we're worldwide, baby. Mr. Worldwide. Worldwide. Pitbull. Pitbull, yo. He needs to get more love. Pitbull in the Super Bowl. Bring him back. Let's get, let's get Mr. Worldwide back up here. That Before 2020 really just went to shit, that, that was the biggest outrage, that Pitbull wasn't in the Super Bowl halftime show. Think about that. Six months ago, everyone was furious that Pitbull wouldn't come out in his white tuxedo, and now everyone's like, damn it, I can't get toilet paper. Yeah. Even that well, feels like so long ago. But Pitbull was really, that was the, the first, the first that, big blow. Yeah, we should have all known it was going downhill after that. But man, how you doing yeah. today, boy? What's up? I'm doing good. School starting. I mean, we don't do school. We are professional podcasters. We yes. make so much money. We're so rich. So much money. We make more money than I'm trying to think of an MLB player who makes a lot of Trout. Mike Trout looks at us and he's like, hey, those guys make racks. That's what's going yeah. on. We so, make you know, Joe Adele cash. We make Joe Adele money. So, brands, if you're trying to sponsor us, no. We got a lot of offers. So you got to come in and got to pepper did, us. Did you see last night um, Adele rolling in the deep of right field, making Ooh, that catch? That was so smooth. I did. I he's, He wrote, went out there, and I was like, damn, no wonder he won so many Grammys. That's fire. Look at that guy go. Yeah. Rob Tatis, two faces of the game, next 20 years, hopefully. That was a fun little, like, there's something there for sure. There's something there. We could be talking in a couple years. Joe Adele's got a lot of hype. He hasn't really, like, performed great this season, but he's still a rookie. But people are talking about them as, <clears throat> excuse excuse me, what was that? Some frogs in there. Frog and toad oh. in the throat. <laughs> well, people are talking about them, maybe, like, the face of baseball in the next 10 years. So something yeah. to look out for. Nice little highlight if it comes together. That, and we, we talk so much because we talk about baseball all the time because we're nerds. The Angels are so just disappointing. Like, when you look at their outfield, what it could be in the next couple years, you got Mike Trout, Joe Adele, and then Brandon Marsh is a big prospect coming up. He might get dealt, but to have those three in an outfield, and they got Justin Upton, that's really, I mean, he didn't hit some dangers. Not really good this year, but he's, he's been something. You look at that outfield, and that's really impressive, and they're still not going to do anything because the Angels somehow love to run their organization into the ground. For no reason. Like, it doesn't make sense why they're bad. It really doesn't. Like, the Angels have all the talent in the world, but just don't don't want to use it. They're just like, hey, guys, we're going to sign every best player, and I just want you to come here and play average. You can even see it. Like, Anthony Rendon, he, he's, like, hitting singles, and he's okay with it now. He's just like, I'm going to swing I, with one hand. I do. I like <laughs> the Angels. This, But this year's been tough as a, as a hopeful Angel bandwagoner in the future. It's been tough for me. I know my life's hard. But watching Mike Trout, he hit a home run last night against the Padres. And comparing that to when Tatis hits a home run is so just an immediate change. Like, he walks into the dugout, and they're, like, a little excited. But Trout doesn't even look that happy. They're just, they just want to go home. Yeah, like, The Angels are not the organization right now. They're just like, yeah, Trout, you're good. We have talent. But what are we doing here, guys? Nobody cares. We're not going to win any ball games. So I haven't heard Dilly, Bu- Dylan, Dilly Bundy. Dylan Bundy's. Dilly Bundy. Dilly Bundy. I haven't heard Chef Bundy's name in a while. So I don't know yeah. if he's still cooking over there or not. But I think he had a bad start. So now everyone's just like, we hate Dylan Bundy. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, he's normal now. Ah, the Angels suck. Well, that's what happens. You're a bad team, you don't get talked about. You got stars, they don't get talked about. But there are two good 
two good teams. You've been in the news quite a lot this week, Jack. So why don't you fill us in? What's been going on, man? It's been like a mom having a midlife crisis over here. We got blowouts all over the league. <clears throat> all over the league. The, the Giants putting up football numbers on the Rockies. I think the Cardinals just stomped almost football numbers. Super Bowl... 51 numbers, I believe. The 19 to 3 when the Pats won, the, or 14 to 3. 13 to 3. The more runs. 13 to 3. More runs yeah, and more points. Runs. Cardinals beat them like 16 to 3. So the runs have just been coming out of nowhere. Yeah, what's going on this week? Why is there so many blowouts? I made, if you don't follow the Turning 2 at Turning 2 podcast on Instagram, I made some posts about it. Uh, just, I think there was five like significant 10 run blowouts. Do you think the same night. Do you think teams are just giving up at this point? I don't know. I think there must have been just some teams just went out and snapped. Maybe they all watched like a really inspiring TED Talk the night before or something in that level. I'm not really sure. Listen to a motivational YouTube video like you can do it mm-hmm. and now they went out and snapped. Yeah. I don't it was just Kid interesting. President, remember him? Who? Kid President. Did you see him? I did not. You gotta, I don't have to. This little kid who was like inspirational speaker. He was really good. We get him on the podcast. Probably like our age now. We get him on the pod. Let's see, how, how, see how it goes. That's not how aging works. I think it does. Who knows? Who cares? But the blood. definitely still. If he was younger than me, he's still younger than me. I, for science, I believe. I can confirm. As a science pod, we can confirm that. That's how age okay. works. Yeah. Unless okay. he lapped you. Like the Yankee, Like the Rays lapped the Yankees. Oh, okay. Transit. No, no. Stick with the blood. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of blowouts, yeah, I just don't understand it. It's just it's pretty interesting and cool. Like Marcelo Zuna, who's the other guy who came? Adam Duvall. Yeah, back to back three home run nights in a row. So the offense is just off the charts this week. It's ridiculous. And I already I made a public tweet to Braves fans, sincerely from every Red Sox fan, because you know at the core guys we're a Red Sox pod, not a Red Sox pod. We're Red Sox fans, and Sox we fans. we can't really talk about them because they suck. And by our rules, if you suck. We're not going to talk about you. But sincerely, to all Braves fans and hitters, please, for the love of God, stop hitting home runs off of us. It hurts. It's starting to hurt me a little bit. Marcelo Zuna, who I have now deemed Mr. Piss Missile. He liked it on Instagram. No, no big deal. Friend of the pod. No, no big deal. No big deal. No, don't um, worry about it. Mr. Piss Missile is his new name. I, I dig it. He, that home run he hit to dead center at Fenway, well, it turns out it wasn't actually that far. How far was it? Cast, which is just a bunch of holigarchy. Is that a thing? I don't know. It was like 388. I don't believe Statcast. That's the farthest home yeah, run I, I've ever seen hit at Fenway <laughs> Park. That thing yeah. went above the camera well at dead center yeah, field. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was like on the, the launch angle and stuff, but... It, yeah, that StatCast, that just proves it's a bunch of belogna. I'm pretty sure there's somebody in a room like me and you right now looking at home run balls that goes, ah, what are we feeling? Yeah, they just guess. Ah. Like we, they practice on Wii Sports. <laughs> they're like, what did, Pop, run, they're like, um, what did Pablo hit on 30. Wii Sports? Uh, let's, give it, let's, let's drop it right here. Matt comes up to bat, they're like 700. 700, if he hits pop fly, that went 700. I also, because like, there's no way that Juan Soto hit a ball 474 feet. And then Marcel Ozuna's home run was only 388 feet. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Does not. Just, I mean, yeah, it was kind of a line drive. So I don't. I don't. It know never stopped really works, rising. But... It just kept yeah, going. That was, a, that was just a bomb. It was just a piss mess. I've never. I've never seen a home run just completely disappear 
into space. It just kept going. It's like that. I don't know if you ever heard the infamous story of uh, John Carlos Sand taking batting practice. Trevor Bauer told this once uh, about a year ago. So he was taking batting practice and he was swinging with a wooden bat with one hand. And then one of his team, and then and he was hitting just line drives with one hand. And then one of his teammates asked him how far he could hit a ball with a metal bat. And apparently he just hit it, and the ball was never seen again. It just kept going and going into space. That, honest, like, do you think that could be like seven hundred, six hundred? Definitely. Hundred percent. How much money would you pay to watch the home run derby with metal bats? From home, a lot of money. From the stands, I'd be hiding. <laughs> I think that is that a dangerous? I've seen a video of Big Poppy hitting with a metal bat, and I think he like hit a fan <laughs> because the ball just comes off the bat so fast. I think that would kill him. I think he would die. But I would yes. I would pay every dollar I own to watch Bryce Harper, Pete Alonso, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Aaron Judge sit in a box with metal bats and just take BP. And the Red Sox have to pitch. Red Sox pitching staff. Red Sox pitching staff. Better than any any home run derby you'll get. That's what I'm saying. Any home run derby pitchers, because they usually suck. Honestly, the Red Sox should just get to use metal bats, because their pitching is so bad, they need a little bit of an advantage. Need a, it would help. Your boy Verdugo would be happy. This man, how, by the way, we got to check in on our little, our little uh, bet. Honestly, I'm not making excuses here, but he's playing so well. But he's hitting leadoff, so he's not getting the RBI. Sounds like some excuse making to me. I'm just saying. I'm just... It's really unfortunate. <laughs> like I think back to back nights he went three for three, then like two for three with a couple walks, and he's scoring like four runs, but he's not getting any ribbies. You guys heard that right here, fans. Jack is an excuse maker. He can't. He's he's scared. Alex Verdugo. I mean, I'm hoping he still gets it. I, it is paying off. We made some Verdugo shirts. Peep it on the Insta at Turning Two Podcast. Um, and Twitter, turning to Pod while you're at it. Just go follow it. Yeah, come on, why not? He, I'm, Verdugo, he's the joke. We made some merch, and it's paying off, because he's actually good, which was kind of just a... It was a gamble on our pot. He was a good prospect. I bought his shirt, might buy his jersey soon. It was a big gamble, but he's, he's really good. He looks a lot better. Seeing him in spring training, he kind of carried himself with this, like, swagger, which I didn't really like at the time, because I was like, what have you done, guy? Like... Take it easy. But now that, like, he's actually performing, dude, I got to respect. If you're going to keep your swagger, do it when you're bad and you're good. It makes it more tolerable. But I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan now. I'm, I like him. And, like, we talk all about how we like the swag of the players, and this guy is just like that, and he's backing up now, so you really can't hate. It would basically go against our podcast code of ethics to not like him yeah like the pod we have like a 10 commandments of the turning to pod we'll have to make yeah. and number one is you can't hate swag guys got swag can't, can't hate, hate swag. can't hate and you're not allowed to use wins can, as a stat yeah that's that's number seven i think number one is you can never hate on any bat flip ever if you ever hate on a bat flip you are immediately removed from the role of co-host and replaced by mr jacob barnes <laughs> <laughs> immediately but let, let's get these verdugo stats up here Five home runs, 13 RBIs, OPS of dot .904. OPS plus of 140. Yeah, I don't know why I said that weird. You were, I think you were trying to make it sound better with the dot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I would, hey, but, um, I, I'm just saying he had two. He's batting 315. He had two of those home runs in one game. So if you take that out, he, did. he only had three home the runs power, in like 30 games. So that's not great. The power's 
lacking a little bit. He's definitely proving to be more of a contact hitter. He has 41 hits, and I'm, a lot of them are singles. But um, he scored 26 runs, which is pretty good for a Red Sox team that hasn't scored that many runs. So he's dead on base. But the bet was home runs and RBIs, guy. So yeah. So I'm thinking. Get ready to order that Alan, Aaron Judge jersey. He's almost on pace. What? How many games you got? He's played in probably like 35, 36. If I were to guess, thirty-five nailed it. Thank you, thank you. You know, I know my stuff. So five home runs, thirty-five so, games. He's not on pace. He's got to pick up the pace there. And RBIs, he's yeah, also but, not on pace. I mean, he's he just he's like a home run behind, which is I mean, he could if he just hits a grand slam, he's way on pace. It just sucks because the Red Sox bottom of the order is now so bad. Which oh, we should talk about that Red Sox pot a little bit after they traded away these guys. We knew they were trading him. But I forgot that they have to replace them. And looking at the Red Sox lineup is, it's like, this is so bad. It's so crazy. Like, you got Zue Lin, um, just a bunch of prospects, and some dudes that I just didn't even know. I was like, we have these guys? It's pretty bad, I have to admit. I've, I actually, can I be honest? I have not watched a Red Sox game since they traded people away because I'm at the point now where yeah. if you don't care, why should I care? Why am I going to invest my time and money into a pot? Or not money because I'm not paying. But why, why should I invest my time into a team that's not going to invest their time, their own time into the team? So I'm completely tuned out. But if you ask me who hits seven hole for the Red Sox, couldn't tell you. Jack Doyle? Yeah, I they, don't know. Maybe. Probably, and MLB The Show, that is that is quite the case. You probably have a higher op- – you're hitting seven hole in MLB The Show. Wait to fit the bar low, guy. Jackson, MLB The no. Show. I want to be a 200 hitter yeah. in the seven hole. Yeah. What? No, I'm a realistic MLB The Show player. I always create a player. I wasn't putting on hard difficulty. I'm a contact second baseman oh. with a good glove. Ew. I earn everything I got. Ew, that's so gross. I always make myself... I want to play for the Orioles. I'm always like a 350-pound shortstop who just hits a box. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Those seasons where it's like, in two career seasons, he has 1,400 home runs. That's me. I remember I played MLB The Show 16 once, and I had three home runs. I went three for four and had three home runs in one game, and I was so upset at myself. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you, call, you didn't call high fastball there. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, where what are we talking we about? Stop at? Oh, the blowouts. The Giants beat the Rockies 23-5 to a couple nights ago. The Rockies did come back and beat them, but 23-5 to the night before, that is... An insane score. That's a and I did some digging because I, my brain was twirling when I saw the 23 to 5. First off, the New York Giants, which they are named brethren with the San Francisco Giants. Quite annoying, they by the only way. scored. Yeah, yeah, kind of weird. I, I made a post about this before, too. The Giants in San Francisco, the baseball Giants, should go back to the Sea Lions. Big fan of the Sea Lions. I'm trying to hashtag on Twitter, and I'm like, wait a minute, the Giants? I don't want baseball fans seeing my po- football fans seeing my posts. What's yeah. going on? So come on, guys. Go to yeah. the Sea Lions. Make it easier on me. So the New York football Giants didn't score 23 points in 11 out of their 16 games. So the San Francisco baseball Giants scored more runs than the Giants did points in way more than half of their games. That's pretty dope. I gotta admit, I don't know if that means, but they're both bad teams, which is kind of fun. So it's like it is no big. Fun. Because like, 
if the Dodgers did that, I'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But like Giants aren't that good. They're in the race, I guess. And but and then the other Giants are not really we not that good. So some let's get into some deep talk. San Francisco Giants talk. They didn't trade anything away, which was kind of interesting. They were kind of like, hey guys, have fun. Stay Cueto, yeah. stay when shove. The, the NL is just gaping right now, and you look at their record. As of today, when we were recording this on Thursday the third, they are eighteen and twenty. So that's, I mean, a lot of teams wish they're at eighteen and twenty. They just got to win a couple games, and they're like in second place. Hey, so. playoffs start in three weeks. If you didn't know, three weeks away from playoff baseball. Three weeks. How does that make you feel? September twenty fourth is the last day of the MLB season. I am so excited. My Tatis jersey is coming in the 15th. That's perfect timing. I saw Talking Baseball tweet something out that they got a Tatis jersey. I'm like, we were before you. This isn't fair. Dang it. They the got, damn shipping. They got to connect, they man. They can pay for the extra shipping, you know. We don't have that. They, they, can, they can do speed. Yeah, they, <laughs> rush shipping. they can do the two-day shipping, 1099. We don't got that DraftKings sponsor yet. So yeah, no. we're like, we got to do you, standard two-month shipping. Would you ever pay for Are you kind of guy that pays for the rush shipping? No. I'm the guy who will be no. like, you take dollar off and take an extra month. Like, I'll wait. <laughs> Your boy's got to eat dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more impatient. If if it's like plus 10 bucks and you get it like a week earlier, I'm like, yeah, Dude, give me that. Oh, my God. No, no wonder you don't do any of the business side of the pod. Just <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> be like, oh, give me everything. $10, no big deal. But the Giants, yeah. man, were two, three weeks away from the, uh, from the start of the playoffs. And they were like, Cueto, you stay. Who is he? They have another couple pieces that's out there with rentals or about to go up, and they just held on to them. I think they had a reliever or something like that. Yeah, and they held on to them. So I was like, hey, guys, you're going for it. Way to go. That team is interesting because they got Donnie Barrels, Donovan Solano, and then Mike Yastrzemski, Lil Gaz, and that's pretty much like the core of their team was pretty unknown because you think of that team, it's like Angel Pagan, um, what's that dude's name? The outfielder, oh, of the of the uh the Hunter Renfro. Is that he just it? got Hunter something maybe. I don't know who you're talking about. I'm gonna be honest. He just got designated designated for assignment. Rest so in it's peace. Just like th- yeah, this isn't a um this isn't the old Giants team really. It's like just this Giants team that is mid rebuild, just doing their thing. Well, yeah, because you don't have Mad Bum on there anymore. You don't got Posey on there anymore. Those are two losses. Everyone forgets about Buster mm. Posey. Knows he's taking a season off. Probably go ranching. Whatever he's doing, yeah, I think he's got some um some twins that he's just got so raising them. Gotta love to see it, man. Gotta love to see it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Giants and all playoffs. Come on, give me a team. The Phillies have been looking good lately. Zach, I the turning to pod on Twitter is officially a Zach Wheeler fan page because he's the most underrated pitcher this season. Guys, just go out and shove. I, yeah, I I I haven't watched a single inning of him pitch. So he's, he's definitely if he's doing the thing, then he's definitely underrated. He's very confusing because he throws ninety seven mile per hour fastballs and he has a wipeout slider, but he doesn't get strikeouts. So I don't understand hmm. it really. Okay. His stuff is there, but the K's aren't. So I don't know. Maybe it's the way he, people hit or see him. He gets a lot of outs. He yeah. gets the job done, but his K per nine is not great. So it's something to just be like, what what's going on with you, Zaki? Get those K's, but keep shoving. At the same time, I'm here for it. Does he have a nickname? I don't know, but if he doesn't, we should give Wheel- him one. Wheeler's one of those like seems that like it should be easy, but then it's like where do you go from there? I don't really know. I feel like he's sh- like the wheelbarrow. No, that's not the that wheelbarrow. Good. Not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. Go about that. I'm looking it up. We should. I feel like every player technically has a nickname. It's just is it a good nickname? 
Yeah, that, that's the key. Yeah, because like, you can have bad nicknames. There's a lot of bad nicknames in sports. I hate when there's a bad nickname that people highly tell. I'm like, get out of here with that. I don't want to see it. All right, I looked up. I looked it up, clicked on the first link, and I think it was like a virus page. So, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Didn't get anywhere with that. Oh, God. All right, officially, Zach Wheeler does not have a nickname. Don't come at us. No nickname. Don't come at us, please. <laughs> FBI, we're sorry. We didn't do anything wrong. But I think that's enough talk on the blowouts or whatever we were talking about because we got to get the story of baseball, yeah. man. Let's talk. Let's do a little bit of time on this. The Yankees and Rays. Do you want to catch us up to speed on what happened? Because for anyone who doesn't know, tell them what's going on, man. So the Red Sox are so bad that the Yankees officially had to move to Tampa to find their new rival. The Rays and Yankees basically started a couple of years ago. They're... They're growing a little rivalry, but Florida, New York, it's far away, but tensions are still tight. They got a lot of issues with throwing up and in. Kind of a little, maybe a Fernando Tatis shades of unwritten rules type of situation going on. But basically the Yankees and Rays, I think in the last last season or last couple seasons, they've hit each other both like about 15 times. It started in 2018 high. when uh, Austin Romine of the Yankees got tossed at. Yeah. Yeah, they're... They just keep throwing at each other, and it kind of came to the the level of the climax. Climax. The cli- last Ooh. night. <laughs> yeah, it, last <laughs> not last night or the night before, whatever it was. Night before, yeah. When uh, Masahiro Tanaka let off the game, he hit Joey Wendo with a fastball in the elbow. By the way, Joey Wendo is the people's champion. That smile. Mm. Sex. Can we do a top ten hottest players in baseball again? Because that man, that smile was diamonds. I was like, the Rays got some cuties. Wait, Rays got some face. I'm just saying. Well, some nice faces over I there. Do. So he took it like a champ on the elbow. It seemed like everyone kind of like settled in on it. There was some beef earlier in the year or the season that the Rays pitchers like to show up and in a lot. Kevin Cash was like, hey, man, this is how we pitch the game. We're going to show up and in, which is kind of funny considering that he got upset about them showing up and in. So it's a little controversial. But uh, mm-hmm. they threw a DJ LeMayhew a couple times, you know, made him uncomfortable in the box. So then Tanaka leaves up the game, throws window, all was said and done. But then, I think my least favorite player in baseball comes out of the pen, Mr. Rodas Chapman, throwing just bullets. And he let off, I think every hitter he faced, he let off with an up-and-in fastball. And the one that got him off guard, who was the guy who almost hit in the head? Brusso. Mike Brusso. Mike Brusso. Um, he threw a fastball up-and-in, but it went behind his head. And that's when it, the fireworks went. I mean... If that hit him, he'd probably be, like, knocked out. Yeah. Like, 101 to the dome, not good. Chrome dome, dome shot. Um, That's one of those pitches you see, and they're like, they, you just, I can't, you can't watch it. You got to turn away. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's gross. But, Jack, I, I people, a lot of people were talking about throwing at hitters and the F or the moral of it and, like, throwing up. And what, what's your opinion? Do you think hitters should get plunked? I think they should, but nowhere near the head. But then that's so hard to police because, like, it's kind of hard to throw at someone's thigh and not hit their upper chest and then people get angry. So it's tough. But I think it is part of the game. And, like, when it's done right, it, that's kind of a weird thing to say. But, like, when you throw at someone on purpose in the right way, it adds to the game, I think. That's, because it's the only way you can retaliate. It does suck for hitters, though, because they all, all they can do is just sit there, take it, and then try to hit a home run the next game. And that's exactly what Brusso did. The next game he came out, and first inning home run, and then I think fourth inning, third inning, came back, hit another. So I was like, you know, suck on that, Yankees. I got hit, but I'm just going to hit it way over your head. 
So I'm going to actually disagree with you on this. So we'll have a little discussion here. I am anti-throwing at hitters no matter what mm-hmm. the situation is. I think it's so stupid that a pitcher has the ability to stand there and throw a 100-mile-per-hour fastball out of the hitter, and their hitter can't do anything directly to get the player, the pitcher back. Like, yeah, you can hit a home run, but still, that's just a, you're not actually, like, you're not getting him back. Yeah. Like, you're just playing the game. Like, if you charge the mound, like the... you're going to get tackled by four of his teammates. He's protected. You may get, like, what, one or two seconds in. I remember when Bryce Harper charged the mound and threw the, hem- uh, the helmet at uh, Hunter Strickland. Everyone was furious, and I'm like, so it's okay that Strickland literally stands there with a weapon at his hand and can fire it at Bryce Harper, but Bryce Harper goes to throw something back at him, and we're like, you can't do that. I'm anti-hitting the hitters. Don't throw at them. That's a good point. It, it's really the only, like, baseball is such, like, a gentleman sport where you're not supposed to fight or do anything like that, but then it's, like, the so the pitcher can retaliate for giving up a hit, but, like, that's part of the game is trying to hit it. it it's dumb that and then if the hitter tries to go out and retaliate, it's like, oh, that's, you're an animal. Exactly. Like Again, this goes back to the unwritten rules. Pitchers are so coddled and stuff. Like a Rodas Chapman, what is, he can go out there and he can show up and in, which I'm actually fine with. So let's talk about that real quick. Pitch inside all day. Yeah. If you're going to pitch, if you hit a batter and it's an accident, you got to wear it. Welcome to the sport of baseball. You get tattooed by a ball, mm-hmm. walk to first base. You know, it's tough. I get it. It's frustrating. People are always like, why is they angry? It was an accident. Well, you, you go get hit by a baseball. Let me know how you feel, kid. Go stand in the box. They're like, oh, it's a slider. I'm like, it's 70 miles an hour. We're <laughs> yeah. faster. I mean, Jacob DeGrom's slider is like 92. Yeah. It's like, that's dope. That's going to hurt more than any other person's fastball ever. Oh, wait. So it's not a fastball that comes straight. It's not a 90 mile per hour pitch coming straight out of you. Instead, it's curving into you. <laughs> yeah. Like, you go, I got hit by a wiffle ball that Jack's threw with like 40 <laughs> miles per hour, and you would have thought I got shot. With a double Donnie Barrow shotgun. 30. We'll say 60. 30, but we don't got to talk about it. I'd say 65. Speedometer clocked you at 35. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, no, that was cap, obviously. <laughs> but that was, that was because the app was malfunctioning. <laughs> Database malfunction. But either way, like, I don't think – I'm fine with pitching in. But if you do it on purpose, I think it's such a little punk move, dude. Like, this is the new generation yeah. of baseball. Don't throw at a hitter for bat flipping. Welcome – don't give up a home run, man. Like, how do you... If you're a hitter, what is the equivalent of throwing a ball at the pitcher to get them back? First, you want to know what? A pitcher strikes you out, and he pumps his fist and yells, are you allowed to throw the bat at him? I think the only offensive retaliation, other than, like, just doing a normal baseball play, which is just, like, hitting a home run, would be spiking the shortstop or second baseman yeah, on a slide. And then again, the pitcher does not have to deal with the pain. Yeah, they're just like yeah. they get to stand on their mound and you know just be the judge, jury, and executioner decide who gets hit when they get hit. I have the ball. What are you gonna do about it? It's so stupid. I hate that. It is. It's kind of like boomer ball. It's such boomer ball. It's t- fake tough guy baseball. Because it's like you kind of think, oh, the new fun like kids playing the game, they might hit more guys. But it's kind of the exact opposite. Like, the young guys are like, don't hit me. Let's just play the game and have fun. I would love to find the stats of hit-by-pitches, like the intentional hit-by-pitches, and find out who's doing it. Like, who's starting these baseball beefs? Is it young guys? Is it old guys? Because if you're 21, like, I know the guy for the Dodgers, was it, who came out and intentionally threw at somebody and immediately got ejected? Who was the team? 
who they made the young guys throw at them. I can't think of it, but it happened earlier this season. If you know, please tweet me out because I'm forgetting. Um, but it's just like the whole younger generation of like throwing at somebody for bat flipping and doing stuff like that. I wonder if any of the younger pitchers believe in this rule or they're just like, yo, that's stupid. Why are we throwing at you? Yeah, I think that just from what I've heard in like the media and like other podcasts when players are interviewed, it kind of seems like young pitchers are okay with celebrations and they wouldn't come out and plunk you. But pitchers are, they're spoiled and they're they're hotheads a lot of the time. So you you can say one thing, but then when someone hits a home run off of you and you have that power in your hand, it's hard to be like, I'm not going to hit them when you can. So here's a question, a couple questions I have for you. How would you remove... First, I want to hear, we'll talk about that, but first I want to hear, who do you think was in the right in this situation? Do you think Chapman was going for his head? Do you think that the Rays, because we had Kevin Cash come out in his post-game press conference. I personally thought this was hilarious, but I understand why he got suspended and why it's dangerous. He came out and said, I got a whole pen of people who throw 98 mile per hour, which I think is stable. Stable. Which makes it even better. That is such an all-time quote. I think that's so good. But... You can't yeah, you can't I, come out and say, hey, we're gonna. I have people who's gonna come out and throw ninety eight mile per hour fastball yeah. that you probably gonna get a call from Mister Bobby Manfred after that one. But still, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, it was good. We're also Red Sox fans. Yeah, so so definitely a little biased there. A little biased. But I do. I mean, it's interesting because it was kind of. It's not like one player started it. It's kind of like the managers are beefing, the teams are beefing, everyone's just beefing. It's like McDonald's over there. But McDonald's ain't using real walk- beef. They're using stable That's beef. That's true. <laughs> when, Wendy's then. Fresh, never frozen. There we go. Love to see it. Um, Five guys, I believe, we decided on. That is true. Fan- friends at a pod. Yeah. Five guys. We love them. But I do think the Rays came out of this with an easy win. I mean, they won the, se- the series. They won the season series. They just dominated the Yankees, and then Brusso getting thrown at, and then coming out and hitting two dingers, handling it all with just majestic class. It's just like you you really can't say the Yankees won anything. And then the Yankees still are hitting guys, and the Rays never retaliated. So I think that's kind of a win for them. Kind of a overall bad situation. I'm glad there wasn't like a, a fight or anything like that, but what, the one my one biggest takeaway was Aroldis Chapman saying it wasn't on purpose at the head, which I, I don't know if I believe or not. I'll ask you about that after this. But he had a quote that was just a little rough for me where he said, I've never tried to um, hit anyone on purpose. That's not me. And he literally got suspended and arrested for hitting his wife. That's tough. See, I told you he's my least favorite player in baseball for two reasons. One, if you're Masa, this may be, I don't know if this is going to make sense, but if Masahiro Tanaka comes out and he throws a 98 of a fastball at Joey Wendo, it's I don't support throwing at hitters no matter what. I think it's stupid. If you want it, go fight him. That's fine. Like in Corona season, don't. But pitchers charge the batter's box. If you got an issue, do it. I don't think it's fair that you have a weapon that you can throw at them and they can't retaliate. But mm-hmm. if you're a road, if Tanaka does it, it's different. If you're Chapman and you throw the hardest pitch. In MLB history, and you consistently throw 100 mile per hour fastballs, you can seriously hurt somebody if you miss. So if you want, I don't think he meant to throw at his head. I can't imagine that any human wants to deliberately hit another man in the head of a baseball. I'm, I'm gonna, maybe he did, but I'm gonna put that aside and say, all right, I don't think he intentionally tried to hit him in the head, but he definitely, hundred percent, 
Yankees fan, Rays fan, whatever saying he meant to go up and in. He did it to Austin yeah. Meadows before, and people are saying it slipped. Go back and watch those free at-bats. Chapman was on. His stuff was moving. He was locating. Every time he went up and in, he, he would come back with a nasty pitch in the strike zone. That guy was pinpoint location that night. He he was locked in. I've seen Chapman Wild. That wasn't Chapman Wild. The thing is, I think he I'd, missed the ball. May have slipped or something, but if you're going to go up and in, you can't miss. Joe Madden, best quote of all yeah. time. If you're going to go up and in and you can't do it, don't play in the major leagues. Yeah. I definitely, I'm not convinced he meant to throw the ball and hit Brussel in the head. But I think he wasn't too concerned that it might hit him. Because he was throwing up and in, and I don't think he was like, if I miss here, it might hit him, that will be okay. Here's a, like, I, I don't think that was a big issue there. Uh, you can find it on our Twitter, at the Turning to Podcast. I tweeted out this little gif that I found. I forget who tweeted out, so I'm sorry I can't give you guys credit. But if you look back from the home plate view of the pitch, Arotis Chapman throws the fastball at his head. And you know when you like, you see those like when John Carlos Stanton got hit in the face with a fastball and stuff like that, the pitcher's mm-hmm. usually like shook. Like if they didn't mean to do it, they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like there's like usually a sense if you go at someone's head, he walks straight towards the mound, the batter's box, like sh- chest pumped immediate throws it doesn't turn around at all just walks straight towards the batter's box like he was ready for a confrontation if you mm-hmm. didn't mean to do that there's some sort of human reaction out of you not ready to square up and I throw mean, hands there's a lot of stuff there though i mean he's he's kind of a psycho so that's true i could see if it slipped he could just be like Oh well, here I'm we not, go. Let's look. I can't Chapman. I can't see Chapman hitting someone on accident and him rushing over and be like, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" I think he'd be like, "I'm so strong." That is true. This guy's—he's a unit, man. He's a refrigerator. Yeah, he's—he's he's so scary looking. He's comp- dude. He sweats so much. When he gave up that home run mm-hmm. to Jose Altuve and he was just smiling, I was like, "What is going on in this guy's yeah, head right no. now?" Very, very scary. Very scary guy. Very scary. So I don't. I just think another thing that was really funny is that a Rodas Chapman of all people would be the guy to take on the, the the horse for the Yankees, like the the police. Like, he doesn't yeah. seem like that type of guy. He doesn't seem like he cares very much about anything. So I was like, what? And this is, I think that was like his third or fourth appearance. Yeah. Like I, this season. I was like, this really doesn't seem like your place in the ninth inning of a team you're chasing. That's when, at first, before I knew all everything else, when people were making that argument, I'm like, that kind of makes sense. Before I went back and watched the other at-bats, I'm like, why would he throw at this guy? Like, doesn't see mm-hmm. Tanaka already did it. Doesn't seem like time and place. And then I just heard and I read a lot of stuff, and it's like, yeah, Chapman doesn't really seem like he cares very much. He's just gonna probably do it no matter what. Yeah, I think he's he's got some issues for sure. But but he's good at baseball. He he, he he's all right at baseball. You know, he kind of sucks in the playoffs. But we'll give him credit with credits too. Um, mm-hmm. I forget what was my big question. Oh, so obviously I think the Rays came out of this looking good because if you're the Yankee. The, Ray, the best thing the Rays could have done is not throwing back at them because it's like, hey, we're not going to stoop to your level anymore. We're better than exactly. you. You're chasing us. So it's like the big brother, little brother saying, like, you hit us, but we're still bigger than you. So doesn't really affect us. And then you just come out and you drop the bombs on them. That's that's kind of funny. If you're a Yankees fan, you can't really feel good about this right now. Um, but what I wanted to ask you is we talked about how much I dislike hitting pitch hitters is there any solution to eliminate that from the game like logically where's a new generation of baseball that's what turning to podcasts we're here to make baseball fun 
in the new generation. How do we? How do you get rid of hitting it batters and still keep retaliation in the game? I'm not sure there is a way, just because baseball is the only sport where one player has all the power. Maybe quarterback is close, but not. It's not really the same thing. The pitcher, a starting pitcher, especially, they're in the game a lot, and they they start the play, they end the play. When you hand them that ball, you give them all the power in the world. And I think, I mean, power drops, even like in a sports way. That sounds stupid, but I think pitching, pitchers are just, when they have that option, it's really tough. No, I know, I know what you're saying. Themselves. It's like, don't hit you. Yeah, if, like, if I have the power, it changes you. Like, you get the mindset of, it's like that old yeah. uh, prison experiment. What is it called? The Stanford prison experiment. Mm-hmm. When it's like, you have the power, you're going to act in that sort of way. And, like, if you're a pitcher and you have the ability to do it, I would just hope that. I don't know. I got to think of something. I don't really know if there is a way to do it. So if anyone has suggestions, please let us know. But I just want a way that we can get to a point where baseball does not have to come like, all right, we're going to just start throwing at each other. Because think about it like this. If you start doing that and you're Tatis Jr. when he wars that fastball against the Rangers, what if that breaks a rib or breaks a hand and then Tatis Jr.'s out for three to four months? That does not only hurt the pot. That hurts baseball as a whole. If you're a player, if you're a kid watching the game of baseball and you're like, wait a minute, so he had fun and now he's getting thrown a fastball at for having fun, that's mm-hmm. not attractive. You're not going to want to go out and play no. baseball if it's like, oh, so if you do something fun, you're going to get hit with a fastball. Yeah, I think the only really like art- alternative in what we see in like hockey and like sometimes basketball is fight just it like, out. straight up fighting. Trade, fight it out, man. Like if, But that would probably result in more injuries. So definitely not the way to go. But if the batter was just the batter hits a home run and then the pitcher just comes in, they just start fighting. I, I know. It's just like when you see. It's like even though it's just so frustrating seeing those pitchers get constantly protected. It's it's really infuriating for me to watch. I get so upset. But the other thing I wanted to talk about is the chirping aspect because apparently that was you saw J A Hap walking off the mound at one point between a game between the Rays and Yankees this season, and he looked back at the Rays dugout. You hear cheering from the Rays dugout when something happened. Um, mm-hmm. So you got all this stuff going on, and the question I want to know is: with no fans, do you think that like the chirping is playing a huge element in a lot of these brawls? We saw it between the Reds and the Cubs, and like. Do you like it? Do you not like it? I love it. I think it's cool. And even it will spark rivalries. I mean, then it's tough because rivalries result in just people getting hit by pitches because it's stupid, as we've already covered, and pitchers have too much power. But it is good for, I mean, we now have a Rays-Yankees rivalries rivalry going into the playoffs. Like, that's what you want if you're baseball. And if the fans aren't here and we're seeing that there's a lot more chirping and you can hear it on broadcast that's really fun so i but i also don't know how much that's there when their fans are in the stands i i don't know how much you can hear from a dugout i would doubt you could hear like i don't know what the difference is like i doubt you could hear anything when fans are just yelling and booing and cheering Mm -hmm. so stuff like that you're hearing now i I don't know if i'd you'd be able to hear it in other times i think it's a really new and like interesting aspect that i didn't really anticipate coming into corona season like i never really thought oh you're gonna be able to hear what the manager is yelling at the umpire from the other dugout 
So say you're Kevin yeah. Cash and you're trying to like get the umpire like, hey, that's not a strike in the low. Then you got Aaron Boone yelling from the other side, and they hear mm-hmm. everything they're saying to one each other. And like a pitcher does something bad, you can hear the dugout chirping them, and it's like fuels the fire between the teams. I think it's great. Yeah, the I watched a um Indians Twins game, and the Indians dugout goes nuts. They're so they're so loud. They were chirping the hell out of Sergio Romo. He came in for the save and or in relief and blew the game and the Indians were just relentless. So it it's kind of fun. It's it makes a more pleasant broadcast viewing experience when you can see like why these players are doing the things. It gives a little more context. I agree. It makes it it's it adds an element that honestly I don't know if any of us really saw coming, so that was really cool. Yeah. But that's yeah, dude. Do you got anything else on this topic? Are we good? I think we're pretty much done that topic, but we mentioned the Corona season a little bit. The athletics have a case, and it is, for the first time, not the biggest story, which I think is pretty big. Like, the season has enough going on right now, enough storylines, that a team they haven't played in, I think, they have, like, three games so far postponed against the Mariners. That's, like, that was pretty big news when it happened to the Reds, the Marlins. That was, like, the big deal, and now baseball is survived enough and carried itself well enough that this breakout story isn't too big. I don't know if this is a good thing, but it's it's nice to see, I think. I think fans have like seen the baseball can handle it successfully before on multiple occasions now, so it's like a track record of, hey, corona happens, but you guys have been able to handle it, so it's not yeah. as big a deal. Like, season's over, like when the Marlins happen, everyone's like, okay, you have, you've handled this before, so you're going to be able to handle it again. That's mm-hmm. kind of how I see it. Yeah, and I hope that doesn't result in complacency and, like, the players. There's not a lot of media attention on them, so I hope they still continue to make it a big deal until the bubble. So we we got to get to the bubble. I'm so excited for the playoffs. It's going to be the best yeah, just, playoffs in a while, I think. Those three-game sets are going to be nuts. Yeah, that's all you got to do, man. Just get to the bubble, and everything will be okay. That's a great way to put it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we're about done here. You, yeah. I think we're about done. That was a fun little pod, guys. Hey, if you do disagree with us because we had some controversial takes here, make sure you let us know on Instagram at the Turning Cube Podcast, on Twitter at the Turning Cube Pod. We're always live tweeting these games, highlights. Our Twitter feed has basically become nasty curveballs, piss missile home runs, mm-hmm. and the occasional meme. That's basically what you get if you follow us at the Turning Cube Podcast. So if you like baseball, make sure you check us out there. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Leave a review. You know, maybe we'll give you a free sticker if you do. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Check out our merch on our Instagram again, as a turnkey podcast. And we'll see you next time with another episode. Watch the baseball. Enjoy. Let's go, Clementine. Peace. Peace.